Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome back to the Life Group Leader Podcast. My name is Jared, and as always, so grateful to be joined with Jeremy. Jeremy, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Uh, had time with with both sides of my family, and actually got to uh, celebrate this year with a, a refugee family from Iraq. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, husband and wife and their two children. So it was a lot of fun watching them play, celebrate their first Thanksgiving here in America. But uh, there was no English uh, on that side of the family, so a lot of Google Translate through our cell phones. But it was it was a lot of fun. It was a special one. We won't forget. Wow, that is that is incredible. What an added complication to try to have to do the whole Google Translate thing, but it really does force you to choose your words wisely, to slow down in conversation. That's right. It helps you avoid all the the awkward like controversial subjects, right? Cuz you got to choose your words so carefully, so <laughs> you, you keep it pretty simple. Um that's beautiful. Well, life leaders, I hope that, oh yeah, I guess I should share yeah. about mine as well. Well, you know, a big news in the Kirkwood family is um, we purchased a home and we're, we're so blessed. We're so grateful that, that that whole thing, after many years of saving and trying, we ended up uh, getting a house. And so uh, praise God. Um, yeah, we, we ended up making it a working weekend. I had my my extended family and my kids all with paint rollers in hand. And, uh, we did some, we did a little surf project in my house. And so we had a, we had a good time doing that. So, but uh, of course, Thanksgiving was, was great. Nothing to complain about over here. So life group leaders, we hope that your, your time was good with family and with friends, however you celebrated Thanksgiving. And it's an important weekend that, uh, I believe postures and positions our heart so that we can be fully ready to enjoy the meaning of Christmas. And that begins um, not on Christmas Day, that actually begins right now. Because uh, through our gratitude, we say the words, thank you, we are ushered into the presence of God. And it is in that place that our hearts are transformed and really allows us to hear the beautiful message of Christmas. And so as we get into this weekend's um, content, we're starting our brand new Christmas series called Angels We Have Heard. And we're going to be looking at the Christmas story from the perspective of the angels in the story. And so as usual, before Jeremy and I get into the week one content, we are excited to have Eric join us again, and he's going to take us through the overarching view of the content. And I'm excited for you to hear this because not only do we talk about the Christmas content, I ask him a couple of questions about what he's excited about the teaching calendar for next year. And so before we get too far, let's have Eric join us in this conversation so you can hear from him. Eric, welcome to the Leader Podcast. By the way, I got to say, Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas Merry episode. Christmas. How good is that? It's amazing. So fun to celebrate this season with you. Um, as we get going into this episode, uh, one of the fun things about it is we have some brand new life groups that have just come out of Rooted, and um, we're so excited for you. Life group leaders, congratulations. We are so thrilled to walk alongside you as you are leading these groups. Hey, if you are a new life group leader, it says a lot about you. You were recommended by people in the group who viewed you as a leader. You had a rooted leader who saw shepherding you, um, meaning that you could shepherd people well. They saw care in you, compassion in you for for other people. They didn't they didn't necessarily think you're perfect, so don't put too much pressure on yourself or like you're an expert. 
Um, that's not what they saw. They saw that you love people, that you love the scripture, that you want to shepherd people well. And so I, I am proud of you for being placed into this position, into this role. And, and I think it's amazing what you get to do. You get to think about the early disciples of Jesus. You had 12 people, you know, Judas walked away. So you had 11. He was replaced by a guy named Matthias. So you had 12 at the end there and they changed the world. That's right. 12 people changed the world. So Jesus basically chose to enter in to our culture and then invest himself in a life group. Mm -hmm. So Jesus had a life group that he poured himself into for three and a half years, dies on the cross for us, walks out of the tomb, ascends back into heaven, and then hands it over to the life group, (laughs) hands it over to the life group. And we're here because that one life group took it seriously, went for it, was empowered by the Spirit, served people, loved people kept growing in their relationship with Jesus. And so the world was changed through a life group. Mm-hmm. You're a new life group leader. You this this is a major important thing that you get to be a part of. Thank you for 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 saying yes. Thank you for doing this. And we're so grateful that as life groups, one of the things that we do similar to this this group that Jesus had is we practice those seven spiritual rhythms that come out of Acts chapter two, those things that you did in Rooted, like being in God's word, praying, talking about areas of sin or struggle, generosity, and so on. As we do that in life groups, we don't become a support group. While we care for one another, we are outward facing and we care about the world around us. We care about our family and our neighbors and the city that we live in and global issues. Like we care about those things. And that's how we, as a group of life groups that call ourselves Mariners Church, we get to be a part of changing the world as well. So thank you, Eric. I I appreciate you being a part of this conversation and and always encouraging our life group leaders. Um, We're talking about the Christmas series. So we've got... got, um, a great series coming up called Angels We Have Heard. Yes. Walk us through just the overview of the series, and and I can't wait to talk about where we're heading towards Christmas in this yeah. in this series. I love Christmas. I love teaching Christmas. There's some there's some uh, pastors who I've heard say, "Oh man, I get so tired of teaching Christmas. It's the same story." Right. I love teaching the same story. There's so many fun and creative and insightful ways to teach the same story, even presented to us in the Scripture. But really. The message of God entering our world for us is the message we need over and over again. I am excited about the angle we're taking this year. There is a lot of fascination with angels. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have movies and books, and uh, all, people speculate all the time. You know, do I have a guardian angel? Sure. Do you have a team of guardian angels? And and we'll talk a little bit about that in the yeah. series. But what you see is that angels are really surrounding the Christmas story in a big way. The Mm. announcement to Mary is through an angel. The announcement to Joseph is through an angel. The announcement to the shepherds Mm -hmm. through an angel. And so angels are very prominent in the Christmas story. So we're going to hear the message that the angels shared. Mm. So angels we have heard. And the message that was shared to Joseph, to Mary, to the shepherds is the same message that we need to hear. You know, it's yet you have Mary... She hears that, hey, don't be afraid. A lot of the messages are about don't be afraid, right? which really is cool coming out of the series, My Anxious Thoughts, because we have dealt deeply with our fears, our mm-hmm. anxieties, and now the message that we're going to hear coming out of this series is to not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then there's reasons given. So to Mary, hey, don't be afraid. You are favored. You are favored. You're carrying the Messiah. And we're going to see that we're favored too. Those of us who are Christians, we carry the Messiah. Christ has moved into our lives. Wow. So we don't have to be afraid. We are favored. 
Um, then we're going to see when it comes to the shepherds, hey, don't be afraid. I have great news. The, mm. the angel has great news, or, or I'm sorry, good news of great joy. And so you don't need to be afraid. Week one, you were favored. You don't need to be afraid. Week two, we have great news. There is great news. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about what the great news of Christmas is. And then Joseph, a message to the angel. And then you get to Christmas week, which is the 23rd and 24th at at all of our congregations. We'll have different service times those two days. But we're going to see one really fascinating passage in First Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. It's really fascinating. I mean, it's just an amazing text. It says that, the, the Scripture says, Peter writes, that angels long to look into these mm. things, and these things referring to verse 10 about our salvation. Mm-hmm. So the verse is, is, Peter's essentially saying, angels wish they understood salvation. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait a second. Angels were there with the shepherds. Angels were there with Mary, with Joseph. They, they had a front row seat to salvation entering our world. What are they missing? Mm-hmm. What, what are they longing for? Drum roll, you'll find out on <laughs> you'll find out on Christmas. But here's the hint. There's something you know that angels don't know. That's right. And they want to know what you know. They, they, they know it mentally, but they haven't experienced it. They have never experienced being forgiven. They've had nothing to be forgiven for. They've never experienced the joy of being restored as we have. Mm-hmm. And so angels, they look at us with a sense of, wow, I wonder what it's like to worship after being forgiven. I wonder what it's like to be in awe after having grace change you. Yeah. So that, yeah. that will be the week of Christmas. So the whole the whole month of December we're gonna we're gonna interact with the gospel through the lens of the angels. That's awesome. Yeah. And then of course as we do every year, right, our Christmas series is getting us right towards those Christmas services. We'll um we'll obviously do things throughout the Christmas week, but man, we're heading into a great twenty twenty two calendar. And so I'm just, just for our life group leaders, I'm just so excited for where you, Eric, are taking us in that teaching calendar over the next year. We don't need to spend a time talking on it here because we're going to get through it each and every series, but give us a teaser. Is there one series next year that right now you're just excited about as you're thinking about what's coming in 2022? Oh, dang, man. I, uh, I'm I'm jacked about every single one of them. <laughs> I know so you are. The one I'm the one I'm, <laughs> I'm making you choose of your favorite children. <laughs> uh, which one are you excited about? The man, most? the one the one I'm always most excited about is the next one, yeah, right? So so I'm 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 almost done. As you could tell, it rolled off my tongue with Christmas. So I'm excited about Christmas. But since I'm almost done preparing the Christmas sermons, I'm I'm real excited about what we're going to go into right after Christmas. So Christmas is you hear every year Advent. So Advent means arrival. So we are celebrating the arrival of of Christ, the arrival of the Messiah. That's Christmas, Advent. And then coming out of Christmas, we're going to talk about the second Advent, mm. which means the second arrival or the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to do a series coming out of Christmas on the end times Come on. and what what the Bible says about the end. And it's not it's not going to be a bunch of charts, but it's going to be more high level, you know, the ending is a better beginning. We're going to see the end of your life. We're, we're going to do a whole sermon on the end in hell, yeah. a whole sermon on the, on heaven, um, a whole sermon on on how the book of Revelation wraps up. So that will be um, several weeks together, five, six weeks together, looking at 
the second advent of Jesus. It's so good. So so for our life groups, right, it's it's a beautiful thing when you can start to think, you can be mindful and plan ahead going, okay, here's what we're thinking about as a group, the conversations that we're going to have. We're going to plan our prayer experiences around that, serve experiences and so on. And so um, we're excited for the new year. But let's go back to Christmas as yep. we look at these um, next several weeks, um, Angels We Have Heard. For our life groups, are there anything that our leaders can do to prepare ahead of time, anything that they could be aware of in any of those four weeks? Um, one fun thing that comes to my mind is just on on uh, this upcoming weekend for December 4th, we have our annual Christmas tree lighting at the Irvine Congregation. And it's going to be a great time for us to have a little party with all of our friends and an easy invite for people totally. to come on out for that. Any other things come to mind within this series? Yep, I think that that Saturday night is going to be a blast, and I do hope people will utilize the Christmas series to invite friends and, yeah. and family, and and so at life group leaders, I I encourage you to to even in your discussion with your life group to throw that question out. Hey, who are you praying for? Uh, who are you inviting this Christmas? That just would be an amazing question to ask. By even asking it, you will get people to start thinking. Oh, who should I pray for? Who should I be inviting to join me this Christmas? And Life Group Leaders, I, I want to say this series, if you were tracking with the discussion questions with your life group, the only thing I'd encourage you on this series is to enjoy and be filled with some wonder and awe over the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. You have you have carried a tough load as a life group leader the last two teaching series. Mm-hmm. And and this is what I mean. I mean, First Peter is a heavy book, and so if you walk through... First Peter, with your group, you, you you had some heavy conversations as we dealt with the trials and the struggles of life in a fallen world. I mean, First Peter's about suffering, right? So That's right. You, you, you led people through that. You gave them hope. But, I mean, gosh, the conversations were deep. And then we just have been in a series on anxiousness and depression and mm-hmm. worry. And so I know that that... that Every time you go into a group and you know that's being talked about, you, you probably are thinking, man, am I, am I prepared to answer all of the questions? And you, you never have to be. I don't know is a great answer to say. But regardless, the last two series have been, have been a bit heavy. This one's going to be, gonna be it's, it's the Scripture, so there, there's always heaviness because it's the, it's the Word of God. But it's, it's Christmas. It's joy. It's awe. It's wonder of this great story. So I'd say enjoy, enjoy being able to look at the Christmas story together, um, because we are looking at it from the lens of the the angels. The the only thing I would encourage group leaders to be cautious of is a over fascination with angels. The Apostle Paul warned in Colossians two about those who worship angels. Mm. In other words, they they're so attractive and and such a compelling subject that if we're not careful, we can be overly fascinated with them. Right. So that'd be the only, I don't think it's a major caution, but, you know, spend more time talking about the message of the angels than, right. than the angels themselves. Yeah, we're just looking through the perspective and the story of the angels to find Jesus. That's this right. is a conversation about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not worshiping angels at Christmas, but right. we, are, we are hearing the, the message that they shared. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I, I am so grateful as we think about where our groups have been. There, there have been some heavy conversations, yes. but there have been some beautiful stories of what God has done throughout our life groups um, throughout the fall. And we can't wait to hear kind of more. One, one, convers- or one in- encouragement I'd have for us as life group leaders, I think, would be th- the story of Christmas is the incarnation. It is, the, it is God being with us. 
life group leaders, perhaps there's even someone in your group, an individual or a couple that God may be inviting you to have an incarnational kind of moment with. Is there one person That's in good. your group that you could spend just a little extra time with to go grab a cup of coffee yeah. and just check in on them or drop a meal off at their house if it's a difficult time, right? To, to pray for them in a really specific yeah. kind of way because this is the incarnational ministry that we do because of the incarnation of Jesus, right? That's good. And, and you know, Christmas for many, and, and it's worth noting because we're coming off this series on anxiety, is a time that is so sad because they are seeing the culture try to act happy and they don't feel happy on the inside. Yeah. So we can still point people to the wonder of Christmas, but yet be sensitive to the reality that for many, the fascination of Christmas is not the current reality of their heart. And, and that's, that really is why we need the second advent Mm -hmm. because the first advent didn't fix everything. That's right. It fixed our relationship with the Father. We now are reconciled to Him, but we need the second advent to fix all the brokenness in the world. That's right. That's right. Well, Eric, any uh, final thoughts for our Life Completers on this episode? Merry Christmas. Enjoy. (laughs) That's good. Leaders, we're so grateful for you. Uh, Jeremy and I will take the next couple of minutes here, and we will walk you through the Week 1 Discussion Guide. Thank you. Well, isn't it so fun to hear from Eric as he has uh, shared with us not only about the Christmas content, but also where we're heading into next year. Um, So much to so much to look forward to. And Life Group Leaders, we are grateful for you because the content that we teach on the weekends and then what you discuss inside of your life group time, that's really the beautiful hope that we have for you is that we can build bridges between the weekend content and life group conversations so that we can talk about how all of this content informs our life. A phrase that we talk about in deep dive often is the differences between orthodoxy and orthopraxy. We have to have right thinking so that we can have a right practice in our life, that we might be able to live Mm. out the beautiful scriptures that we're learning about um, at our, our weekends and our various Bible studies and things like that. And so, Jeremy, um, why don't you take us into the week one content so we can get a further and better understanding of week one, where we are going to hear about the message, don't be afraid, you have found favor with God. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you mention right thinking leading to right action, because we're going to see in this very first message how uh, Mary models for us asking questions, uh, even when she doesn't quite understand God welcomes our questions. He wants us to come to him with what we, um, the things that we don't quite understand. We don't always get a, the answer that we maybe want or expect, but he welcomes our questions. And then we're going to see model, modeled for us how Mary responds in, in faith uh, to the answer that she receives. So this first passage that we're going to look at is the story in Luke 1. Uh, people are probably familiar with this, but it, the angel coming to Mary. We see the angel Gabriel. He's named in this particular passage, and he comes to Mary to tell her that she has found favor with God. She responds like, how is this thing that you're talking about going to be possible? How can I give birth to the the son of God? I've I've never been with a man. I'm, I'm engaged, but not yet married. And, and he says, nothing will be impossible with God. And, and her response is ultimately, then may it be according to what you say. And, and she puts herself as a servant of the Lord and says, I want to live my life uh, for the glory of God. And she submits to this wonderful message. And, uh, and it kicks off our whole uh, journey towards Christmas. 
I think for our life group leaders, reading each of these stories ahead of time is going to be a helpful way to prepare. One bit of advice, I guess, is we will constantly remind our life group leaders is that your job is not to have to be the um, the Bible answer people, that we answer every single question that people have. I love that even Eric mentioned that, that our job is not to get stuck on angels. Like this is mm-hmm. not a study about getting into all of the unknowns and the nuances about angels, but really this is about Jesus. And so um, I just want to remind leaders that it, you don't have to have all the answers in this. It's okay to say, that's a great question. I'm not entirely sure about that, but keep coming back to the leader guides that we've prepared. Keep coming back to this conversation mm-hmm. as opposed to any number of conversations that this may become. Jeremy, any other kind of ways that our leaders could be well-prepared uh, as we head into week one? Yeah, the the very first question that we ask after reading the passage uh, really deals with what you just said, that we want to draw attention to the fact that uh, in this case, uh, angels are more than just this this abstract spiritual idea. They're somehow, uh, they are very mysterious. We don't know a whole lot about them, but uh, we do want to draw attention to the fact that this is a messenger of God. Angel literally means messenger. And so uh, I love the way uh, you and Eric drew attention to the fact that while we're coming at this uh, from the perspective of the messages that people receive from the angels, our emphasis is not on the angels. This is not a study and discussion on angels. Uh, Angels themselves are constantly pointing to the message that they have to share from God. Uh, and so that's what we want to do in our groups. And, and this week in particular, we want people to see out of all the great news that there is in this passage, both that the angel shares, uh, both from the example we can learn from Mary. Ultimately, we want to help people see that Jesus is is the promised king, that he is the one who is, has come and his kingdom will never end, and that we're ultimately invited to be a part of that kingdom. We're invited into this, this Christmas story, this coming of the king. Uh, and to live in that reality even now, 2,000 years later, and until the Lord ultimately comes again. So having a conversation that could take us off the rails about angels, their purpose, their existence, and you know, my aunt twice removed once told me this great story. So that's an obvious pitfall that we mm-hmm. could fall into. Are there others that we might want to be aware of? Uh, one thing that I, I think is important in this very first passage as we look at the life of Mary is that it's um, it's possible to try to come up with reasons why maybe God chose Mary and and scripture offers no reason and so other than she has found favor in the eyes of the Lord um, and and that she humbly submits her life uh, we see in the way she responds to Gabriel, she asks him a question. She doesn't understand how what God is saying through this angel is going to be possible, but she submits to that message. And so um, we, we don't want to elevate Mary to the kind of the emphasis of the story either. What makes her special is simply that she trusts God and she believes this message and God has chosen her according to his purposes to bring Christ into the world. So uh, again, the the emphasis is on Jesus, not on Mary, not on the angel, but they're the characters we're interacting with here. Which is a great reminder and an invitation for all of us to think about the incarnation of Jesus being a present reality in all of our lives today, that Jesus is fully with us. And if that is true, that ought to have an 
you know, an infinite possibility of how we can talk about where we need Jesus, where we are experiencing him today. Um, that, that kind of conversation, I think, is really healthy for, for a life group. Anything else that you would encourage us to get deeper? Any particular questions or, or areas of focus within our leader guide? One thing that with this week, it's quite possible that the group leaders aren't going to be meeting every week during this month. Our, our calendars get full. Uh, and so one thing that I would encourage group leaders to do this week is to talk about what your plans are. If you haven't already, like what are your plans for the month of, of December? Are you going to be meeting each week? Are you going to do anything differently? Uh, if you'd like to do some sort of celebration, we do. Uh, we point forward to that. We have some suggestions, some ideas in in the final week of this series. Uh, if you'd like to do some sort of celebration, it doesn't have to be on that week, but I'd really encourage group leaders to plan some sort of time, if possible, for people to get together and and celebrate Christmas together as a as a life group and, and to worship together and just celebrate that fact. And uh, even if it means doing things on a different night of the week or day of the week, take time to celebrate Christmas together with these people in your life group. So good, Jeremy. The, the last thing that I would encourage us to consider is who will we invite during this Christmas series? Yeah. Statistics show us that four out of five people that we invite will say yes and will come to Christmas. This is just a time where people are familiar with coming to church. And so I'd encourage you, don't wait until Christmas Eve services. Invite them to mm -hmm. next weekend. When you come to one of our congregations, there's a pack of invite cards. Take one of those uh, invite cards. You can fit them in your wallet, in your purse, keep them in your car. And when you feel the Spirit's leading, make a simple invite for somebody to come to church with you this weekend. Um, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful time at the church. It's a beautiful message for them to hear, to know that during a difficult time in their life, or perhaps a great year in their life, that God wants to be with them in the midst of celebration or in pain. That's the incarnation. God is with us. And so take the opportunity to do that. Leaders, we're grateful for you as always, and we will see you for week two. 